Hey folks, you got David opposing the Matrix here. Um, coming to you uh, late on a um, <clears throat> Monday evening. Um, I know it's the last week that it was. There was a possibility that we were going to have a show tonight. Um, that didn't happen. I'll explain why in a minute. Um, but I'll tell you, in part of my explanation, maybe you'll you'll understand. But um, it has been murder. <laughs> trying to get any kind of high-speed internet around here. There is a price to pay for living in what I would consider paradise. Okay. Yes, it's beautiful. The air is clean. The water's clean. Everything else. But when you find yourself with no internet, it really... I, I thought I'd never say this, but... And I always mock people that were hooked to the internet. Okay. But the last few days, I, I know how they feel when they don't have it, you know? It's like, oh, it's like it's become a part of our life. It's wormed itself into our existence to where it's no different than, um, dare I say, oxygen or food or water. Um, let me do a brief history. I know I said some of it um, last time we I talked. And I know that we were going to say we were going to come back um, strong and um, hard, hard and strong. And uh, we are going to come back. Okay. And the steps that I took today are going to guarantee that that happens. Okay. Being without Internet up here has been difficult because my wife teaches um, English as a second language online. And. You can't do that when you don't have internet. So her company, um, basically she was teaching children in China, but China decided all of a sudden, hey, we don't want anybody but Chinese teaching our kids. You know, talk about communist paranoia, right? So they cut it off and uh, we thought that the company that she worked for or, you know, contracts with would go defunct. You know, it really did. We did. And, um, and so she just kind of, kind of let it slide. But when a lot of people saw that it was going downhill, they, they booked it. They escaped. But my wife just kind of worked right up till the end. You know, my wife is a very faithful woman. And she'll work right up to the end. She'll bend over backwards to make sure that her guests are comfortable and happy and everything else, uh, especially children and family. Um, so... She got noticed the other day that the company is starting back up. And it's not just going to, well, it can't go to China anymore, but it can go to Hong Kong. Okay, so I think the new, new um, child population she'll be teaching is in Hong Kong, but they're going to go all, all, all over the world with this company. Okay, so she could be teaching kids in South America, um, anywhere where their English is a second language. Okay, so... The, the, the sky's the limit, so to speak. Um, so that's good news, but you need internet for that. And of course, this radio show, this video radio show, however you want to, however you listen to it, um, we need high speed internet. Okay. So we moved out here and, um, before we moved here, I started up with a um, company called Visible. Now, Visible is a subsidiary supposedly, of Verizon. 
Uh, they use all of Verizon's towers, equipment, the whole nine yards. But they're, let's put it this way, you get, you, you get what you pay for. They're a cheap alternative. And yes, they have unlimited data and things like that. But at the same time, you can't talk to anybody if you have trouble. Yes, you can chat with somebody online. I mean, chat, you know, uh, finger typing, chat, chatting. And, um, but usually it's with technicians that aren't in the United States. And believe me, we love technicians that aren't in the United States, but. There is a certain decorum in the United States, the way the way we do things. And they don't, as far as I'm concerned, these companies do not do a good enough job teaching these folks how to deal with Americans. Okay. Now, I know as Americans, we're prideful. I know as Americans, we want it now, not tomorrow, not in an hour, but right now. And and that's not the mentality in the majority of the world. It may be in like England, uh the big cities of Australia, New Zealand, and maybe South Africa, but not most of the world, okay? So I understand their frustration with us, but um, when I was dealing with Visible, <laughs> the only way to deal with them, like I said, was um, chatting, you know, typing chatting. And um, so you'd be right in the middle of something. All of a sudden, the chat would stop. It'd cut you off like it ended, <laughs> And it's like, oh, great, my problem is never going to get resolved. And so then you sign back in, and then you're number 30. And it goes pretty quick till you get to number one, and then you're finally up, and they start helping you. I didn't have really a problem with that. They were pretty quick. Um, but again, the minute that you got something done, you lost the connection. And it, it really grew frustrating. And then they wanted you to write to some support team that's on Facebook or Twitter, you know, and I'm like, God, this is just too much, you know, give me a phone number of somebody I can call and talk to. I don't care where they're located. I just want to talk to somebody and get this problem resolved. Well, I never could do that. So um, about a month ago, maybe a month and a half, I um, we had a little extra money. So what I did is I bought my wife and I, um, some new Apple phones. They're they're Apple. Well, they're new to us. <laughs> Apple 12s, uh, Pro Max. It's got 128 of memory. Um, so anyway, I figured we'd hook them up through Visible. I had no problem with my phone. Okay, ported right over. My wife, however, what happened was we we put a different address in for. Actually, I entered it in, so it was my fault. But I put a different address in for her, and when we moved, it somehow the address got messed up. So I'd contact um, technical support, typing, and, oh, yes, we understand your problem. We're going to help you. We're going to see you right through this, you know. Well, no, nah, it didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, twice I was told, well, you know, I've gone as far as I can go. I have to refer to somebody higher up. And I'm like, my goodness, it's just an address change, you know. Why can't you get in there and change? Well, no, you, we can't. That's against company policy. And I'm, she's okay, whatever. So uh, we finally moved over here, the beautiful um, foothills of Southern Lane County. And um, 
I should say mountains. This is these, these are the Cascades, but um, so we move over here, and we have visible still, and. Oh, that's right, because I did the new phones when we got here. So I did my phone, and I went to do my wife's, and that all messed up. So she didn't have a phone for three or four days. So they promised me, oh, yeah, we'll get this all straightened out. And I never get, did get straightened out. I, we just needed to get in there and change and fix the address. And um, it's just a mess. So visible will make you miserable. Okay, that's just one man's opinion. Um, but it was... My story with them, you know. Um, so after visible, um, where do we go after visible? Oh, we decided to go with T-Mobile because they're, they're just saying out there, folks, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on me. Okay. I've had problems with T-Mobile before. And they haven't been easy to fix. Matter of fact, I left them because of the problems. Well, you know, I... Looking online, and they're saying that they have 5G, 5G um, uh, internet here, a wireless internet. And, yes, it's, it's definitely where you live. Definitely where you live. Okay? So I go down to the T-Mobile store, and I said, listen, guys, you know, I'm going with this this uh, home internet. And, the, well, my phone worked up there because when we had been up here prior to this, um, our phone didn't work here. But, you know, that was good four or five months ago and figured, hey, maybe they put a new tower up, you know. Oh, yeah, you have plenty of coverage there. Um, but you're right on the cusp, so you might want to, you know, I can't promise you that you have coverage. Okay, so we have plenty, but he can't promise me. Okay, there's a problem right there. But I, I was hungry, I had a low blood sugar, and that never works out well. But anyway, so we signed up and got new phones, or not new phones. We got new service with them with our with our new phones that we had bought on eBay, and um, got home no signal whatsoever. Okay, so our daughter and uh, son-in-law they have some hotspots um, through Verizon, Verizon hotspots, and man, are they fast. Problem is that. For eighty dollars, you get one hundred and fifty gigs, and then after that, you got to—they'll cut you down to almost um, almost three three G speed, you know, and that's no good. So I've been watching them because uh, my grandsons uh, play all three of them play lots of video games, and they've been going through uh, one hundred and one hundred and fifty uh, gigs, you know, in three days. So finally they came up with a decision. Okay, you guys are working now. You're making money. You pay for your own internet. I mean, they're still in their teens. They're not even adults yet, but they're they're working. So you pay for your own internet. So they agreed to that. And uh, I don't know, one day I guess my phone was connected to it because my son-in-law hooked me up. And uh, he came over a couple days later and says, listen, he says, the kids are complaining that since they're paying for the internet, you know, they really don't want you using it. And I said, <laughs> okay. Um, I've never heard of or seen a generation where the kids basically <laughs> run everything, but that's what's happening. But anyway, I love my grandkids. Then they're, they're good boys. Okay. It's just that they're, they're caught up in this high tech internet electronic nightmare that everybody else is. And um, they're too young to see it for what it is, but they'll see it someday. I promise. Um, 
So anyway, you know, so I couldn't hook up to their hotspot. So for about three days, we didn't have um, we didn't have internet up here. In the meantime, I got on, and this is before we got the phones, but I got onto T-Mobile, and God is my witness. It, you know, you type your address in there, and it even finds your house. You know, from the, um, whatever satellite it is that takes those pictures up from space, and and it says, oh yes, you definitely have you definitely have 5G there. A little leery about 5G, and there are different 5Gs. So we can talk about that later on, maybe. But um, this is the 5G that's not dangerous to your health, supposedly. And the fact that they say that, no, it means that they know that the high high energy <laughs> the high energy uh, 5G is uh, is dangerous. So anyway, um, so I ordered this thing. And then we ran into problems with UPS. Um, it was supposed to come Friday. No, it wasn't coming Friday. Then it was, oh, yes, yeah, definitely coming Saturday. You know, it'll be there between 9 and 6 or 9 and 7. Well, at about quarter to 7 at night, I figured it wasn't coming. So uh, it, it finally came today, and I tested it out. And it has increments. It has a little graph on the top of it. I don't have a picture of it. Or I packed it away because I'm sending it back, but it's a tower, probably about oh, probably about six inches tall, maybe uh, four inches in diameter, three inches maybe. I don't know. And uh, you, know, you plug it in, and you just wait for it to to acquire a signal. Well, when it acquired a signal, guess what it was? Poor. So I did a speed check on it. It was coming in at 950 kilobytes. A second. You can't run anything on 950 kilobytes a second, or hardly anything, I should say. So this is no good. So what I did is I, I took it over to my, my daughter's house, tried it in every window in every direction to see if maybe, you know, maybe those trees are getting in the way so I can if I put it over here. Anyway, all over her house, that didn't work. Um, I tried putting it in a window in the garage that, you know, we're renovating. That didn't work. I even went out to the well house with an extension cord and plugged it in there thinking, okay, this is kind of away from everything. Maybe this will work. Same signal, poor. And I let me add piss poor, okay? So I decided to pack it up, and um, I told my wife, I said, we can't go without Internet. People are trying to call us. They can't reach us. Um you know, it was no phone service either, so uh, they can't reach us. We can't get on the internet to do anything. I've got bills to pay, and I usually pay them by the internet. And uh, and I can't call out to pay them because we have no phone. <laughs> so anyway, we went down to Verizon today. Good old Verizon, good expensive old Verizon. And um, so we got the service put back on our phones with Verizon. And uh, let me tell you, that's not cheap. But um, so after we got that all taken care of, uh, we had a very nice uh, young man taking care of us. I can't remember his name, or I plug his name right here. But it's the um, it's the one on Coburg Road in uh, Eugene, Oregon. A young man, um, basically he's in training, but I think he could probably teach classes on how to do this stuff because he was very adept at it. And um, so he ended up getting our phone situation all straightened out. He um, 
And I asked them because Verizon also has something like T-Mobile has. Uh, they have like Verizon Home. The other one was T-Mobile Home. Works off of different towers than the than the cell and the whole nine yards. But so they did a check and it they realized that they don't do our area, which I really appreciate because I don't want to order the thing and have to send it back, right? So um, so we didn't go with that, but they have something called it's a hotspot. It's uh, called a jet pack, and it um, it bounces off a tower, and the tower must not be too far from here because even my phone gets three bars, okay? And uh, anyway, um, so we're going to use that for the radio show and for my wife teaching. Again, it's like 80 bucks a month, and it's for 150 gigs, so it's not going to be cheap to do the radio show. And... Um, I don't know, I've never done this before that I can remember of, but um, if you folks, you know, are, are able to, you could really use some support right now to keep the radio show going. And if we had that support and I could keep this hotspot going, um, at least till the middle of December when CenturyLink comes out here um, and, and installs something for us, uh, that would be wonderful. And I think it may work. Who knows? And it's all paid for now, but if it doesn't work, we're going to have to keep up on this and that's not going to be cheap. And being on, retired on a fixed income, that's not easy to do. Trust me. Um, so anyway, um, that's what's been going on, trying to get internet for this radio show. <laughs> it hasn't been easy. And it's been, you know, the other day I was promised that, you know, that UPS was bringing that T-Mobile um, deal in. And, and I was waiting all day for that to come. Boy, I'll tell you, I, just, I was like a little boy looking for Santa in the window. You know, <laughs> it was... Um, and, and it never came, but it came today and, and it, it was flop, man. It just, bupkis, it just didn't work. So it goes back. So anyway, um, what I'm doing now is I'm just, I have a hotspot on my phone and I'm doing this on a hotspot and I'll upload it on the hotspot. I can't do that too much though, because I have 16 uh, gigabytes of hotspot and then they throttle it down. So no matter what way you look at it, it's going to be expensive. But um, again, uh, CenturyLink is coming in right around the middle of um, middle of December. Uh, CenturyLink is what we had over in Crawfordsville, and it seemed to work pretty good. And they, they gave us 40 megs. Uh, they currently offer 10 megs here, so that might be a problem. But um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, and the fact that they're they're working something out down at the junction box and everything, that's why we don't have it yet, may mean that they're increasing their speed, which would be good because this road here, there's, it's, it's a lot of affluent people, not us, you know. But, um, you know, there's retired engineers here. There's, um, you name it, there's probably retired doctors and lawyers up here too. So, um we just happen to be retired and uh, my son-in-law is still working and so is my daughter. So uh, interesting. But anyway, um, something has been uh, concerning me. A lot of things have been concerning me when it comes to all this COVID stuff. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I got to tell you a story. <laughs> I always get around to stuff, folks, but. We have a, a 14, no, 16 year old Yorkie. We, um, 
we acquired her because her owner came down with brain cancer and passed away probably about three or four years ago now. And so she became our dog and she's a lovely dog, but she's now she's got a cataract in one eye and she's stone deaf and, uh, and she's a free spirit. <laughs> okay. I mean that in every sense of the word. So what I've been doing here, since it's such a large yard and it's basically fenced off except for the gate down at the end, um, I've just been letting them roam around the yard and they've been doing very well, except for, for Ellie, who's the Yorkie, who from the very time I started putting them out in the yard to, to do whatever they wanted to do, uh, she's headed down the driveway like she's leaving. <laughs> um, it'd be kind of neat to get her a little costume with a, you know, carrying a stick with a bag on the end of it, like a hobo or something. But, um, anyway, so the other day, you know, I, because of my lungs and everything, because of COVID last year, I don't breathe so good anymore. You know, I, I hold my own and stuff, but um, it's getting more difficult. But anyway, um, so I'm walking down the driveway and I'm, you know, maybe a step or two behind Ellie. And I know that she's heading for the gate and I'm like, oh no. So I picked up my pace. I started walking pretty fast. To get in front of her, she picked up her pace. Now, this is a 16-year-old Yorkie. you think that she'd be slowing down, but no, she's speeding up, if anything. And uh, so she got to the gate, and next to, she's out in the street. Now, the street is a dead-end street. It's way up in the mountains here. And, you know, in all in all, we probably get maybe 10 or 15 cars coming past the whole day, if that many. That's probably an overestimate, but... Um, so there was, wasn't really a chance of her getting hit, plus it was dusk. You know, I would be more concerned with her getting taken by a bobcat or, you know, a bear or something like that because they're all over the place here. But um, so anyway, I started walking up the street and she picked up the pace again. Now we're walking uphill. <laughs> and uh, so finally, I, I kind of sped up a little more and um, I got next to her and I just kind of did a, a pit maneuver like they do in, uh, when they're chasing cars. I just went up there and I kind of took my foot and I just moved it to the side and kind of diverted her into a very shallow drainage thing right there. Um, it's all grass and everything. It's it's just a, like a V that goes, man, a V that goes down, um, not too deep, probably about that deep. Anyway, um, as for water runoff when it rains here, which is all the time, um, and finally, when she went down there, she stopped, and I got down there and grabbed her and brought her back. So now, whenever I take her out, I carry her to the pen. <laughs> and they all go in the pen now because I really don't have the energy. Well, anyway, after I caught her, man, I was out of breath. I mean, I was fighting for breath, you know, <gasps> like that, you know. And I'd never had that before. I mean, maybe when I ran track in high school, I had a little bit of asthma, you know. But uh, it's pretty serious. My wife was very concerned. She's like, man, I thought you were having a heart attack down there. It's like, well, that probably wouldn't have been easier to handle than a lack of breathing. But anyway, so slowing down there, okay? Uh, the Yorkie gets older and he spe she speeds up. I get older and I slow down. Go figure, right? Um, I don't know what brought me to that. <laughs> um, but... All the things that are going on with the COVID now, uh, the vaccines, the, I heard the other day, they, one, one of the proponents or, yeah, proponents for the vaccine was saying that the vaccine doesn't work on the new Omicron variant. 
the supposed Omicron variant, okay? I don't believe any of the crap that they say anymore. I just don't. I, I can't. Um, it's probably a flu, flu virus that everybody's catching in South Africa and other places. And, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's the flu season, so why not be the flu, hey? Um, so, anyway, um, by the way, Omicron is uh, an anagram for moronic, okay? So, just keep that in mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so now everybody's supposed to hunker down because here comes the new one. Here comes the new pandemic, you know? And Fauci's out there. Oh, he's in all his glory. You know, why that guy hasn't been arrested and executed, I have no idea. Well, I do, actually. He's he's their their star pupil right now. He's uh, He's got a lot of protection around him, and that's not going to happen until everybody... Even the people that are protecting him are under arrest. So, but uh, the guy's a war criminal. He really is, and he needs to be uh, dealt with like a war criminal. But um, so anyway, I've been um, having more and more interactions with people uh, over this COVID thing. Um, now, now that we live in Southern Lynn County, you think we would be a little more free because we're getting close to Douglas County. And Douglas County is like. Freedom Central, you know, that's where Roseburg is and a couple of other small towns that, you know, comprise that whole county. But um, they're pretty, pretty conservative, very conservative, I should say, ultra maybe. And um, so you think that being that close would offer that kind of influence in the people that are in this town and around. Don't get me wrong, they're very conservative here, but when you go into the stores, they're acting freaked out, uh, especially when it comes to the mask. <laughs> I've been going um, to Walmart a lot, and the guy meets me at the door, picks up a mask with a pair of tongs. It's like, come on, really? This isn't the Andromeda strain here. Just hand me the stupid thing with your hands. I don't care. And I, you know, I act like I'm putting it on. I walk away, and then it goes in my pocket. Um, I was at a place called Jerry's the other day. It's a home improvement store, a lot like um, Home Depot or Lowe's. And I did the same thing. And I was walking around. I had to use the restroom. And I went to the corner building where the restroom was. And the little girl there that works there, she uh, she comes, sir, you know, um, would you wear a mask? And I says, well, normally I would. Why? And she says, well, you know, it's required in the store. And I says, well, here's the deal. I have really bad asthma. And I can't wear a mask. And she goes, oh, okay. But everywhere we go now, um, we went to the um, Cottage Grove. We went to the um, the Verizon store. And it's not a company store. It's, um, you know, it's, uh, oh, whatever. I can't remember the name of that right now. Franchise. And, um, and the guy that was managing it, you know, he came out. And I went in there, and the guy goes, would you wear a mask? And this is a different guy. And I said, yeah, sure. So you got one? And he goes, yeah. And he looked, and they were gone. I said, okay, well, my business here will be short. I just need some information. Well, by that time, his uh, Teutonic uh, German-looking boss came out, and um, who was a lot younger than him. And he interjected a couple of things we were asking. And he goes, by the way, you need a mask. And I says, yes, I know that. And I said, when I came in here, I asked her one. He goes, oh, we don't stock them here. 
And I'm like, well, that's kind of stupid. If you're going to ask somebody, you know, if you ask somebody in for tea, tea and cookies, are you going to make them bring their own tea and cookies? You know, you know, you can argue that, well, it's a pandemic and that's just the way it is. And you should have a mask. You should have a mask. No, I shouldn't. Um, I was explaining to the clerk here. I said, you know, I'll start wearing a mask when they can explain. And I've said this so many times on this radio show. Uh, when they can explain to me how a mask that guards down to 200 micrograms can guard you against a virus that's 0.02 micrograms. I said, the math just doesn't add up. And I don't deal good with bad math. So he goes, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. He says, and I just wear this because I work. I say, I know. I know. We're all suffering under Kate Brown and and, uh, and her minions, uh, the Oregon Health Authority. Oh, the Oregon Health. I used to work for those people. Never again. Never again. Um, I'll live under a bridge in a tent somewhere before I work for those people again. Um, bad news. Just bad news. And it always cracked me up because, you know, they talk about unsafe health practices with COVID. The director of the Oregon Health Authority is a homosexual fat slob that you know has to practice unsafe sex. The very act of sodomy is unsafe. Okay, even I don't care if you you triple or quadruple rubber. You know, it's not safe. And uh, I don't know the, the hypocrisy about it all. Um, you know that kind of stuff went on in a, in a psychiatric hospital. And do, do I have to say any more? <laughs> you know. Uh, sodomy goes on in a psychiatric hospital and the chief medical officer of the Oregon Health Authority is a homosexual. So anyways, just, just food for thought to think about. Um, that's my opinion. I'm going to start saying that more and more, but I think it's the opinion of a lot of other people too. So I'll say it if you think it and you agree with me, then hallelujah. If not, well, there are bigger fish that we need to fry before we disagree on this stuff. So, um, Oh man, there's so much to talk about. Um, things are getting kind of dicey down in South Africa. <clears throat> the government is starting to really, uh, mandate a lot of things and the people are not going for it. They hate it. Um, there's another article about, um, Australia, how, um, the government, uh, the army actually is actually going into aboriginal camps, forcing them to the ground and injecting them against their will. So I think the aborigines start need to start getting the dart guns out again and start shooting these guys with some kind of cararine or something when they come around. Um, it would be real easy to do. You know, they'd never even know um, until they woke up or didn't wake up. Um, so that's going on in Australia. Um, Austria has vowed that it's going to have everybody, um, vaccinated. Every human being in Austria is going to be vaccinated according to the government by January. Okay. We'll see how that works. Uh, where else? Austria. It's funny. Austria, Australia. Hmm. I wonder if there's a, some kind of psychic or not psychic. I hate using that word. Spiritual bond there. They're, they're almost spelled the same. Um, oh, you guys get a 
chance, pray for my knees. I really blew them out bad this year when I was moving. Um, and it wasn't a lot of, well, I guess maybe some of it was rigorous moving, but for the most, I think it was all the cleaning up of the house and stuff that we did and as we needed to do quite a bit. You never realize it until you're moving out. Um, and then packing stuff up. We have lots of books. My wife and I love, love, love books. And I mean real books, not e-books, not audible, not those other things. Real books, you know, that you can hold in your hand and they smell like books. And if they're really old, they smell like really old books, which is a neat smell. Um, so we had, I, there must have been 15 or 16 boxes of books. And uh, each one of them is special as far as I'm concerned. Uh, a lot of um, research in those books, really good research. Uh, oh, there was a neat video the other day. Uh, the uh, I think it was the president of Pfizer was speaking. And I got this beard, so I can't really do this. But when he was speaking, you ever see a frog when a frog is sitting there on like a lily pad and it's croaking? How its throat just kind of like contracts and goes out? This guy's throat was doing that while he was talking. You know, it was like puffing out and going back in and stuff. And and so the the the, uh, the thought is that he's a reptilian, um, which could be true. But frogs are not reptiles; they're they're amphibians. So um, that that would be an interesting if there's an amphibian race that uh, is, is cloaking itself in the human form, or I don't know. It's it's just hard to tell. But um, I thought that was interesting, a little odd and interesting. Um, our, our beloved commissar, uh, the uh, Oberfuhrer, Kate Brown, uh, this last week told us that we don't have to wear masks out at, out in public, um, out in the public. So uh, maybe it was because the University of Oregon was playing Oregon State uh Oregon State University, almost said hospital, um, in what we around here call the Civil War. Uh, imagine what kind of riot that would have started if she would have said, no, you guys got to wear masks there. And um, But I know two people that work there, and they, you know, um, crowd control and stuff like that, and he told me that people didn't get in unless they could prove that they were vaccinated or they had a negative COVID test in the last day or two, I think, before the game. And... Um, so you know, there is still is ridiculousness here in Oregon and other states, Washington, California, New Jersey, New York, just to name a few. And um, anyway, so um, I ran into a really neat individual um, lives close by, next town up. And um, I'm not going to say his name or anything right now, but I think he's going to be on the on the, the broadcast um, soon because I think he's going back to Hawaii. He's also going to help us in our little project here. But um, this guy has connections. He's seen things and he knows people that have seen things and have done things. And I'm not going to have liberty to go into it right now because I don't know what he wants to talk about when we get on. But I just wanted to say that... Um, that if you happen to listen to that show when he comes on, his name is Todd. That's all I'm going to say. Um, if you happen to listen to it when he comes on, cut him some slack with him, some grace, okay? He 
He's a very unique Christian individual. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. He's not your run-of-the-mill John Christian, you know. He's he's been through a lot. He's seen a lot. And um, he's very opinionated. And there are times when he uh, his mouth kind of goes off and he uh, he cusses. So uh, none of us is perfect by far, especially me. So when he comes on, you know, and you hear, maybe hear a, a word fly here or a word fly there out of his mouth, just cut him some slack and realize that the guy um, is a believer, okay? But at the same time, he's he's had quite a life, okay? Uh, not like you and I had, but um, it's quite interesting. And if he chooses to share, that would be okay. But there are a lot of, uh, he knows a lot of people that um, that know about conspiracies. I'm, I'm talking Clinton's. Uh, uh, the Obamas and things like that. And um, uh, that's about all I'm going to say right now. But um, he was joking around the other day and said that week it's going to be called the Toddcast. So <laughs> and that's okay with me, you know. But he's a really neat guy. I really like him a lot. And uh, so he'll be on someday in the future. Uh, not too, too distant future either. Um <laughs> When you share some of this stuff, you're not going to believe it. I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, that how he's connected with people that have, you know, that know higher ups that are drug addicts, uh, cocaine freaks, uh, adrenochrome, and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see. Okay, but that's coming to uh, posing a matrix episode near you. Um. This winter, um, there may be times when we're not on the air on Monday nights. Uh, I know a lot of you live in cities or you live in towns where, you know, you might have a little bit of flooding or something like that. And, you know, you understand, but a lot of you have high-speed Internet and it's really good connections and uh, really solid connections and they don't break in windstorms and stuff like that. However... Up where we live here, uh, tons and tons of fir trees and spruce trees and everything else, which uh, often tend to break when there's ice on them or when it's raining too hard. And when they break, they fall down on the power lines and we lose power. So there is a chance that that could happen this winter. Okay. So if you come on Monday night and we're not there, um, you know why. Either that or there's been a sickness in the family or something. Um need to keep Brian in prayer because uh, he's still dealing with stuff with his employer and, uh, and the, the mandate and the testing mandate. So, yeah, he can use all the prayer he can get. And um, oh, I'm trying to rack my brain. It's kind of hard to do. It's been racked so many times lately. So, um, oh, man, there's just so much coming out in the news, you know, with different doctors, um, what is it, uh, 51 athletes have died from heart attacks and, and strokes since they started taking the um, the uh, the shot, the death shot, the kill shot, the, whatever you want to call it. But um, it hasn't fared well for a lot of uh, athletes. And um, more and more we're hearing people that got the shots 
how they're getting sick and going to the hospital and not coming out. And uh, I happened to talk to a relative of mine who took the first and second shot today. I talked to her and and I said, hey, you know, are you going to get the booster? She goes, no. Uh-uh. She goes, I'm fed up with this. You know, they're just going to keep this going on, on and on and on and on and on. Um, there's one problem with that, though, and I didn't mention this to her. But um, when you decided, if, if you took the shot and you decided to say, yes, I'll take it, you've entered into a contract. And I got a sneaking suspicion that what they're going to do is they're going to hold that hold you to that contract if you took the, the two shots or even the one. Um, and they're going to be able to tell you what to do. Face it, how many of you paid for the COVID shot? None of you, right? So you got it for free. Somebody paid for it. Um, actually, you, you kind of did because your taxes paid for it. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of uncanny that you kind of prayed for your own, or you paid for your own uh, demise. But, um, so, this is going to get worse this winter. Um, I'm hearing all different kinds of things. I'm hearing that there's one that's going to come out and it's like polio, but it's really going to be giving you, um, it's a French name. Oh, I can't remember it. Um, anyway, you're going to be getting that disease. Um, and, now they're coming out with a polio one that, you know, they might be spreading polio or polio-like disease. That's supposed to go in the, um, in the vaccine for the, for the young people. You know, the, um, well, by then they'll probably have zero to 18, you know, um, if we don't get some smart judges who turn us, turn us down and, and turn it away. Um, so there's a polio-like one coming out. Uh, there's another one coming out that they say is going to represent or resemble Mar Marburg, which is kind of a hemorrhagic uh, virus that uh, your capillaries start bleeding and you bleed to death inside. So that doesn't sound like a fun one either. Um, so, you know, there's a lot coming down the pike. Oh, easy. They want us dead, and they're going to do everything they can to try to do that, right? Um, I am growing increasingly tired, so what I think I'm going to do, folks, is I'm going to shut this off and load this up to rumble. Um, God willing, and the creek don't rise, we'll have a show next Monday night. I mean, me and Brian, and um, then we can start expanding things, too. So, folks, have a blessed, uh, let's see, blessed week, or blessed week. And um, just uh, relax and know that you're always in, in charge and that uh, no matter what these bastards in government are doing, uh, they're not going to succeed if Yahweh doesn't want them to succeed. So pray that this will be done. And uh, and you can pray Psalm 109 over a lot of these people too. I'm not going to read it for you. Go ahead and read it yourself. But uh, I've prayed it over politicians a lot because as a believer in Yeshua, we were always told, um, oh yeah, you got to pray for your leaders. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to pray for Obama to prosper. You know, so I, somebody told me about Psalm um, Psalm 109, and man, it's great. So that's what I pray for our leaders, especially the rebellious ones that want us dead. So uh, that having been said, folks, I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down. 
Um, it's been really nice coming back and being able to do this again. And I think we'll be back stronger than ever uh, next week. So until that time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his, make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you peace. May he bring you shalom. In Yeshua's holy name, amen and amen. Okay, folks, I'm going to get this on the air. So have a wonderful week, okay? Talk to you soon. Bye.